Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Humble and Hungry. I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. I can never get it right. Dang it. It's hell, everybody. This is Humble and Hungry, and I'm your friend, Natalie Poucher. Welcome back. <laughs> One day, I'll get the intro to my own show right. Uh, but until then, it's just a solo episode today, and I am looking at my bags packed. My roller is, or my luggage, whatever, is right by the door. Um, I'm headed out to Idaho today in an hour and or about like an hour and a half. And we're going to celebrate my aunt's 65th birthday. It's that thesis mom. You guys know my cousin. So you know how my cousin was like, oh, I'm moving to, or I bought a house in Idaho. I'm going to be there for, you know, six months there, six months here. That's mild bullshit. <laughs> she's, I think she's fully moving there. Um, I'm not sure if I can say it, but I think her and her ex are back together. And so I think it's like a, I think it's going to be permanent for the most part. Um, But I'm super happy for her. She is, she really just committed to something and, and went full speed ahead. You know, she invested money into a house. She did her due diligence. You know, she, she just, she followed her heart and I'm just so happy for her. Anyways, we're going to Idaho. We're going. She's she lives next to Coeur d'Alene. No, I will not be seeing Heather. You guys always ask. Oh, are you gonna go see her? No, you guys. I haven't seen her since everything happened. I haven't even run into her. We have no communication. Um, I'm sure we're still blocked on each other's Instagrams. Like it's not no. Um, but I did have a dream about her the other night, and um. It made me miss her, I have to say. You know, when the good times were good, they were great. Um, so it made me kind of sad when I woke up this morning. But moving right along, which is actually weird. Um, I'm going to be on, um, what's her name? Dana Wilkie. She was on season one through three of uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's the one that said, 25,000, can you believe <laughs> her sunglasses? So they, her producer reached out. I guess she has a podcast as well. Um, and I will be doing her show in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure she wants to talk all things housewives. 
So that'll be interesting. But yeah, so we're going to Idaho and we are staying at my uh, my cousin's house. And then I think some of us are staying at her boyfriend's house. Yeah, some of us are staying at our boyfriend's house. Some of us are staying at her house. Um, There's about what, like 10 of us, nine of us. So it's going to be fun. It's just all the girls. Um, We got together last time like this for my mom's 60th and we went to Mexico. We had such a good time. We all wore like blue wigs because, you know, we have to uh, when it's my mom's birthday. <laughs> we always have to do something crazy for for her birthday. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be a really good time. I'm literally dressed head to toe in just layers and layers of warm clothes. I got everything off Amazon and I have to say everything came in today. I tried everything on and it's fantastic. I, th- the clothes on Amazon, I have to say, is before it used to be like a hit or miss. I feel like I like majority of everything now on Amazon. Uh, speaking of clothes, the Balenciaga thing, don't even get me started. It's disgusting. I am horrified by all the articles. And um, and I hope they get taken down. I, I like I hope I hope the the whole ring and of disgusting people and the satanic and child, you know, pedophilia ring just gets completely taken down. I mean, I know that this is, this goes much, much deeper than what, you know, the media is, is talking about. And I think if you really like deep, do a deep dive, it is, it is, I mean, absolutely horrifying to the point where I almost had to stop looking because it was, it was really disturbing to see, um, anything that has to do with children is just awful. And so, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. It's fucking gross. And, um, they should all be absolutely ashamed of themselves. And, um, I, I just, I, I can't even continue. So moving on, <laughs> our flight leaves in an hour and a half. I'm flying with just Jackie and Jessica, which I'm so excited about because normally we get pretty, pretty tipsy at the airport and have a grand old time. Uh, and we have a few things planned while we are in Idaho. I think we're going to one fancy little dinner and then we're going to take a boat ride, uh, in Coeur d'Alene one night. And then we're going to a casino another night. So I'm super excited about that. What else? What do you guys have planned for the holidays and the new year? Anything? Are people staying in? Are people traveling? What's happening? Um, we are going to be staying in, do not doing anything crazy, but we are trying to plan a trip to Mexico right after the holidays to Loreto. Now it's in Mexico. It's um, down south, right past, I want to say Baja. Uh, we are very excited about going on this trip because apparently it is like a gem. It's like a hidden gem. And in the next, people were saying like five to 10 years, it's going to be the next happening place. But this place has been like untouched. And I hate to even say it out loud because I'm sure that it's going to be like the next touristy place. But apparently it's, it's gorgeous. Like golfing is unreal. Um, the beaches are beautiful. It's like a a town of like 20,000 people and the food's supposed to be really good. Uh, I'm just really excited to go and try somewhere new. It's, I feel like Cabo's overrated, Tulum's overrated, uh, all those places. I'm, I'm excited to, and I think we're going to take Piper too. So, and it's 
supposed to be the number one safest place to go in Mexico. So you heard it here first. Um, Okay, I'm going to take a few questions from Instagram. I just put up a question box literally five seconds ago. And um, I'll be sort of talking about a little bit about me, what's going on in my life, and then also answering some questions. So let's dive into it. Okay. Uh, first question. What are your plans for next year? Any travels or a wedding? Um, okay. So I'm technically Loretto is beginning of January. So Riley, so Riley's in the development world, right? We talked about this. He develops food and beverage concepts for hotels. Um, and they have so many hotels on the horizon opening up within the next call it five years that he is going to be traveling so much. He has a Mexican restaurant on the horizon and he has been developing the menu and, you know, just sort of getting everything together. And so uh, him and his boss are going to be flying to Mexico a lot. And I have a feeling I'm going to be piggybacking on that trip quite often because, you know, they need a translator. (laughs) At least that's what I'm going to say. I I am just uh, their translator. Um, So I'm I'm excited about that. So probably a lot of Mexico trips um, coming up. And I I really want to travel even within the States more. I want to show Piper around. I, I feel like every time we travel with her, she gets sick, right? We go to Hawaii, we go to, we end up in the ER. Um, go to Idaho. She has, you know, these fevers. We went to Vegas and she had a UTI. Like it's, it's never like boring with her. And so a part of me feels scared. And and I was telling Riley, you know, should we take her to Mexico? Every time I go to Mexico city or anywhere in Mexico, I get the stomach bug and I am shitting and throwing up for about 24 to 48 hours straight. And I feel like I'm on my deathbed every single time. It does not matter where in Mexico, when I go, it, it, it does not matter. Um, and it's disgusting and I'm not, you know, proud of it by any means, but it just is what it is. And so I come back, you know, a few inches lighter, that's for sure. But it's, it's fun. I love it. And although in Cabo, not so much because that's almost too touristy. It's like we might as well be in in San Diego, you know, or Newport Beach, if that's what it feels like. Uh, but no, like when I go to Mexico City or Puerto Vallarta, you know, Cancun, every single time, so sick. So I'm worried that if we go, Piper's going to get ill. And so that's sort of my hesitance I'm taking her. But Riley's like, what are you going to do? Just not travel with her? I'm like, yeah, that's true. So I'm definitely planning on um, just like asking her pediatrician. Hey, is there some meds that I can take uh, in case, you know, she gets sick? Ask my doctor if, you know, if there's anything I can take. So crossing my fingers, we're all good there. But yeah, a lot of, a lot of Mexico. I don't think, and we definitely want to do Italy. Um, As far as the wedding, I keep getting asked this, but honestly, look, unless I figure out what I'm doing with this whole baby situation, I'm not getting married yet. So I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not not trying to get married. I just I want to 
I want to save a little money. I want to either figure out the baby situation and then I can figure it out. Um, Cause I just, I want to do it right. And I know it's the only time I'm going to ever have a wedding. And so, you know, selfishly, I just, I want to make sure it's, it's us and that it's beautiful. And, um, and then it's, and then it's done right. You know, although our weddings ever really done right. I feel like people always have regrets. Okay. Can we discuss making parent friends? Cause it's a jungle out there. Oh yeah. I've, I've, I haven't. <laughs> I honestly haven't. There's actually this one friend or not friend. Sorry. There's this one mom at Piper school that we went to the field trip together and we hit it off in like the first few seconds. And by hitting it off, I just mean that like, you know, we had a few sentences, a few words exchanged and like a few sentences passed from here to there. And what am I saying? (laughs) I'm getting nervous already, but I was like, oh my gosh, I think we just vibed. Like, I think we could be friends. Like, I really wanted to be friends with her. And then her daughter is in a different class. She has two daughters, but one daughter's in a different, is same age as Piper, different class. And then another daughter is younger than her. And so I was so bummed and I'm like, dang it. It was like my one shot of making a mom friend. Um, but like every time I drop off, her and I are always in slippers. You could tell like we're, we both embarrass our kids. And it was just, I don't know. I, I really like her. <laughs> I really want to be friends with her. So hopefully, um, hopefully I'll connect. But then I get nervous sometimes. I'm like, what do I tell her what I talk to her about? <laughs> oh God, it's guys, it's, it is hard out there. It's really hard. But luckily, I have my own group of friends that I've had forever that all have kids. And so at, you know, at all of our gatherings, all of our kids get together because they're all literally the same age. So that's fun. But making new friends, I have to say, is very, very difficult. But um but, you know, if you can find your your few gems of friends uh, at your kid's school, definitely hang on to them. Um, let's I'm, I'm literally not even looking. I'm just picking. Here we go. Uh, what is Santa bringing for me or for Piper? Um, I just talked about this on what the kids are watching, which, by the way, we just wrapped up season one. Um, so go check that out with Ryan Bailey. We did, I think, a total of 11 episodes, and then we'll basically reconvene with first season two um, in a little bit. So it but it was it was so fun doing that. You guys can go back and listen. And and we talked about Paw Patrol and Bluey and, you know, Blippi and all those shows. And we had such a good time recapping that. Uh, But I did talk about what Santa was bringing. And that, my friends, is drumroll. All her gifts from her birthday. (laughs) I am not spending a dime on anything this year because she's three. She has a about 122 gifts in the garage that have not been opened from her birthday. And I, I don't know if I talked about this on this show, but I basically only gave her like two gifts from her birthday. And because she was like so overwhelmed with everything and I didn't, and it's dumb. They want to open up everything and they forget about everything. I'm looking at about 62 gifts that are open here from her birthday that she pieces everywhere, things disheveled. I mean, it's a mess. And you know what? She doesn't need it. There are kids out there that don't have any presents 
and that aren't getting any gifts and that don't even have a damn bed to sleep on. So guess what? She's doing just fine. Um, and I'm actually going to be donating a ton of stuff this year. We have so much clothes, so many toys, so many things. And I feel like if that if it's the one thing we can do, everyone, is donate, donate, donate to those in need. Um, so as far as what I'm getting, nothing, absolutely nothing. I think I'm getting Riley some bookends. That's all he wants, which we don't even do gifts. But he was like, hey, if you want to get me something for Christmas, you can get me bookends. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's boring, but yeah, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I honestly wasn't going to get him anything anyway, so... And then I probably will get sneakers or something from him that he likes to get. He just, you know what? Poor guy. He can cook with the best of them. But when it comes to presents, that guy <laughs> cannot nail it. If you guys have, have been following along, you guys know poor Riley has never nailed his gifts. All right. That was a very long answer. Um, do you talk to Heather? If not, would you forgive her? Okay. Loaded question. <laughs> I sort of just talked about this a little bit ago. So I had that dream about her. Um, and I it's it's crazy how how back and forth I go on this on this, and I struggle with this daily. I hate feeling what I feel towards her on a daily basis. And it's heavy and it feels ugly. And I, although I've forgiven the things that I've needed to forgive. I don't like not being on good terms with people. And she's the only person in my life that I'm not in like on good terms with. I had an aunt once um, that we had this like falling out. It, it was like a big family thing. Um, and then luckily, you know, we made amends. Um, and then shortly after she passed, unfortunately, and suddenly, um, but thank God we made amends and that, you know, we didn't let things go much longer um, because that would have been absolutely horrific if we hadn't spoken. Um, but it really makes you realize that life is really, really short. And um, so this is a very, very uh, hard question for me because yeah, of course, I would I would love to make amends. Okay, I guess let me just talk through this. So I would love to make amends um, because I think my soul needs it. And because I know that so much that happened didn't have to happen. And if someone's listening to this that is in her circle, um... So much happened that didn't need to happen. And a lot of it, um, I just, I, I feel regret in certain ways because I feel like, um, you know, like, damn it. Like, why didn't we just pick up the phone and talk about it? Why didn't, why didn't when, when we knew things were happening, why didn't we just like, talk about it and cl and clear up all the misconstrued I'm not saying that all just all the misinformation and all the things that got twisted and turned and that were completely false 
because it was stupid and it was and it and it wasn't what one thought and it wasn't what the other one thought and 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 it was dumb and and after that you know unfortunately you know my name had to get ran through the mud and and I had ill, you know, feelings towards her and it was just like, and of course, you know, again, I can't fucking talk about any of it in detail with you guys, which I hate, um, but she knows, she and I know the truth. She and I know the truth and how we know the truth and how I, I can't go into detail, but her and I know the truth. We haven't spoken directly. But she knows that I loved her. She knows that I didn't do anything to maliciously hurt her. Um, I was loyal to the nth degree. And, um, and for that, I have no regret. For that, I have no regret. It was just the way that that last conversation, like the, what happened after that last conversation is when things just really went awry. And I feel like had we just picked up the phone and just spoken, um, it really, it really would have just, uh, I don't know. It wouldn't have, I guess, been as hard, right? But everything in the same breath, everything happens for a reason. And I think that sometimes lessons have to be learned. And I'm speaking for both of us, right? Um, lessons have to be learned. And and I think that they were minor regret with certain situations, but we both had to go through that. And, um, and I hope that one day we can talk, sort of talk it out. Not that we ever have to be friends again and not that we ever could ever be friends again um, or that we would even want to be friends again, to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know. It was, it it really just ended so poorly that I don't know if if that's um, something that we would ever be able to do. But, but yeah, I, I guess um, a part of me would want to just see her and talk to her and and that way I'm not you know scared of like running into people or or just feeling uncomfortable in my own freaking city sometimes you know um just for fear of of seeing people and it being awkward um so yeah I don't know I just I hate feeling like I'm not um like on good terms with somebody. So that was a very, very long answer. And I don't think I've ever actually answered that um, for, I guess, fear of getting in trouble for talking about her. But uh, whatever, at this point, it is what it is. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. I think this episode, you know, we talk a lot about how I've struggled with, you know, everything I've, I've sort of gone through in the, my past life. And talking to somebody really just sort of helps you clear your thoughts and it makes you feel 
a little less crazy, <laughs> if I say so myself. Um, you know, just the overall benefits of talking to someone and, you know, talking through your emotions and, you know, and, and almost feeling challenged by them to to bring up the things that maybe you don't want to bring, you know, talk about or bring up, I just think is so beneficial. And it's just so important for all of us to get the help that we need. Even if you don't think you need help, if that's okay, talk to somebody about all the good things that are happening. It's just good to have that as part of your sort of day-to-day lifestyle. And BetterHelp has actually connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. And it's convenient and accessible anywhere. It's 100% online. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to go and sit in a waiting room or feel uncomfortable. And if you don't like your therapist, they will set you up with somebody else. It is so convenient. And there's absolutely zero, zero, zero reason why you shouldn't be using BetterHelp. So as the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash humble. That's better help h-e-l-p dot com slash humble are you wasting money on subscriptions 80 percent of people have subscriptions they forgot about and maybe for you it's either an unused amazon prime account or a hulu account or one of the tv apps because we have so many apps there's this great app that i use though that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app basically shows all your subscription, all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't want. It's mildly genius. If you don't want it, you can literally just hit it and it'll say cancel subscription and that's it. They take care of the rest. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash humble. Seriously, if you could save, it could save you hundreds of dollars per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash humble. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash humble. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving right along. Press on nail info, how to, what brands you wear, how to get them off. Guys, I haven't worn press-ons in a very long time um, because I, my, the nails that I have on right now, I just posted a photo, are my real nails. I am so proud of myself. Uh, I, I don't know how I, how they've grown this long, but I will say for me personally, 
okay, I will tell you how I got, got them this long, I think. It was through using dip and not gels. Dip is essentially an acrylic um, that they layer onto your own nail. And if you are smart about it and you can go, every, you know, and, and you're gentle enough with your nails and you're you're good with your nails, um, you can, they will last. If you go in every two weeks for, for dip, I promise you they'll last. They make your nails stronger. The way that they remove it is easier. I have to say, I just, I'm major, major, major fan. Um, but the press-ons that I used to wear, um, were impress, I am press, impress. Uh, those were really, really good. And unfortunately you have to, okay. So you got to make sure that your nail bed is a little, um, what is it when you, when you use the, the file, um, file them a little bit, make sure they're dry, obviously file your nail, your nail bed a little bit, and then put a little bit of glue on your nail, put a little bit of glue on the fake nail, press it on, hold it for a few seconds, make sure it's really on there. Do them after you've washed dishes, showered, do them at night. That way you're not using the water on your nails for a few hours. So try to, so try to stay away from water for a while. That to me has been the best way um to get them to, to last and then after that you're good they last they last about a week um if you if you can if you can manage what does your diet look like on a daily basis uh okay so let's let's just talk about it a little bit so diet okay i'm pretty much fasting for about 16 to 18 hours I just feel like I do better. This is this is all preference, by the way. If you do better eating three meals a day, do what works for your body. This works for me. So I've noticed that I can flatten my, my stomach a little bit and get less bloated and sort of shrink all around when I fast. So um, I basically in the morning have coffee, black coffee, a tiny, tiny bit of creamer. They say that if you have less than 100 calories, you're still technically like your body's still fasting. So I have basically black coffee with a little bit of creamer and then I'll go and get some sort of like celery juice. Normally it's just celery juice, which according to Scott the Psychic, I need to add more nutrients. So maybe fasting is probably not <laughs> the best thing for me. I'm going to be dwindling. Um, so I, I normally do that and I don't have any breakfast or lunch. Honestly, after you do it for a few days, I don't even get hungry. That's just me. I just don't even get hungry. And then I will have, and if I do snack on something, it's like a little, you know, rolled up ham and cheese or something like, I guess like in the keto world, if if you would be, if you want to get technical with it, um, but even then, I, I really don't, I really don't, I don't snack. I don't do any of that stuff. Um, plus, you know, I'm moving my body. I'm, I'm going to Pilates at least four times a week and I'm normally like on the go. So that also kind of helps. Uh, and then at night, I sort of eat whatever I want. If we have pasta, if we have pizza, um, I'll, I, I'm sort of getting back in. I was not drinking as much during the week, but I'm sort of, I guess now counting back I have like a cocktail or like 
a glass of something like at least no not at least I will have like one a night I don't overdo it um and then on the weekends and stuff maybe I'll have like you know two or three or something but I've noticed that I'm I'm such a lightweight now because I'm not you know eating as much and I'm I've I'm now down to like I don't care about numbers um like I don't care about saying my number I'm not embarrassed about it but um so I was I was after Piper, so before Piper, I was always like in my 125s. Mind you, I'm like five foot. Um, my lowest was like 120, like maybe 117 at like my lowest. And that was like, I was ill. I was no bueno. That's like when I was back in the Heather days when I was like, I was, it was sickly, um, major body dysmorphia. And it, which is a serious thing if you, um, have it or have any sort of like eating disorder it's it's absolutely um it, it it's it's really like debilitating it it completely overwhelms your entire world and it's it doesn't it's more than a lifestyle it's like you just become obsessed with it and anything you touch or you eat it, you, you're counting you know, these calories and you're you're just constantly obsessing over it and it's and it's just beyond um it, it's just a lot and so, and I know people have it way worse, obviously. And it's, and it's something that is, it's very serious, but, um, I've come to a place where I'm very comfortable with my, with my lifestyle and my eating habits and my body. Like I actually love my body in not a conceited way, um, I don't care that I have cellulite. I don't care that I have all these stretch marks. I don't care that um, I have like lumps and bumps. And it's such a, it's such a, a, a relief to feel that. Um, and now I'm just listening to my body. I'm able to, to now just go by, you know, what feels good. And, and, and by doing that, you know, on the inside and feeling good on the inside, it allows me to feel good on the outside. And I hope that people who struggle with this can can find that because I I, I wish that on any, on anyone to just love yourself because it feels so fucking good to be able to say, oh yeah, I'm good. Like I don't care. I can I can have pizza and not feel guilt for the rest of the day. I can you know eat super healthy and then, and then go eat something bad and not feel like I'm a complete failure. Like it's just so nice. And we have this, you know, society that is so incredibly toxic when it comes to, you know, body image and food and stuff that it's exhausting. Cause I feel like we, we, we always hear about it, right? We're always hearing about this toxic, uh, sort of, environment around around the society of, of food and, and and body image and whatever but yet all we're seeing is photoshopped women and you know feeling like the kardashian the, the, even the kardashians are are dwindling you know like their waist is is I, I don't know how the ribs fit in their like in their body anymore like they're so tiny and and so it's like we're all saying oh it's not good it's not good but yet we're all trying to get skinnier get skinnier it's like what the hell like Let's just let's just put a reset button on it, I feel like, but that's never going to happen. So, 
you know, there's that. Um, anyways, back to me, (laughs) back to me. Um, so that's where I'm at. So then at dinner, I basically am able to eat whatever it is that I want. Um, and I've noticed that I just, I don't bloat as much, um, or nearly at all. Wine definitely makes me bloat. Like that is a given that if I drink wine with anything, I could have it with a salad and I am just, it's like when you touch my stomach, it's rock solid. So, and I, I just tend to like get super swollen and puffy the next day and it just doesn't make me feel good, um, at all. So that's essentially what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, and it's, and it's working for me for now. So we'll see. Uh, okay. Let me do one last question and then, um, and then we're going to wrap it up because I have to get on a plane. Okay. Last question. How much real life do we see of housewives? That's a great question. Um, I have to say, everyone's like, oh, it's scripted. It's scripted. It's guys, it's not it's not scripted. It's not scripted. It's just, it's a show based around these people's lives. Okay. Where you can't, you can't script people's lives. That's just the reality of it. And when you get women together like that, naturally things are bound to happen, whether or not they are trying to make something happen and they are trying to make an issue out of nothing. That's, that's one thing. But to say that like producers are saying, hey, you guys are going to have issues. You guys are going to have these issues, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, that's obviously, I think at this point, we already know. But as far as women, like they, they have a schedule. Okay. Housewives have schedules and they get a schedule of like, hey, um, Monday at 9am, we'll be at your house. We're going to, we're going to do, um, home life, uh, shots, right? We're going to, we're going to do B-roll, whatever of, of your home life. And then at two, you're going to go have lunch with so-and-so. And then at six, you're going to go to so-and-so's party. Um, so you, you have your day set up. So if you think that that's scripted, fine, but they have to, they have to have some sort of schedule in order to to film the chaos of the show um they do definitely tell them where they're going to go on their trip they get to decide they have the budgets they're the ones they they give you a budget for how much you spend um for a party so i remember you know we would throw parties and they would give us a budget and then if we wanted to spend more than that then you could do that. But honestly, most of the time you have trade outs. So you basically say, hey, you know, we're, we're going to show you on the show. Do you want to do this stuff for free? No, most of the time they will do it for free. Um, sometimes they won't if it's a, you know, super expensive brand or something or other. But yeah, I mean, you get a lot of stuff for free when you're filming. So um. But, you know, I feel like once cameras are on, people turn it on and people become uh, sort of different versions versions of themselves. And I think it's very rare that you see someone be their absolute authentic self when a camera turns on. And I will be honest because I've seen it firsthand. I think it's very, very rare. Um, 
And I think it's natural. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys have ever had a camera put on your face, but it is scary. (laughs) It is very scary. And you start to overthink everything. And then you're worried about what you look like and what you're saying. And, and, you know, are you sucking it in? Or, you know, is your hair out of place? And I'm sure when, you know, the girls just do it for so long, you sort of forget the cameras are there sometimes. But for the most part, you know, you see that you see all six uh, cameras plus the sound machine plus the microphone, uh, you know, rubbing up against your thing. And then you got it's it's a whole production. I mean, it's just it's hard. It's hard not to it's hard not to feel like you're on, you know, Um so yeah, so I would say, and then, and then, you know, producers love to stir shit up. So it's like, all of a sudden you have a producer in your ear saying, Hey, you know, I heard so-and-so is, is doing this and you know, they're, they're saying that. And then that now gets in your head. And now when you get on camera with them, now you're thinking, well, I can't talk, you know, you can't break the fourth wall. So you can't tell them, can't tell you what the producer told me. But when we say, you know, I heard it's sort of like lingo for, Hey, fucking the crew is talking or people in the circle are talking, you know? So it's, it's, it's so crazy and convoluted. Um, and I guess that's what, that's what makes it great because you just don't really ever know what's about to happen. But, but yeah, I would say that, you know, for the most part, yeah, you can't, I mean, I guess you can go to the lengths of, of renting a house and, you know, gen shawing it where you're just like, you own nothing, but at some point, I mean, you do still have these connections and you still have a certain amount of money um, to be able to wear the clothes and drive the things and, and live in the homes and 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 ha- and live this lifestyle. Um, and I think the ones that are not authentic get get weeded out pretty quickly. So and I'm not even sure I answered your question. <laughs> How much of it is real? I think I think majority of it is real. Whether or not certain things skew the realness, um, I will say that a lot of it is definitely real. Um, but again, personalities change when cameras turn on. And a lot of shit happens behind, you know, off camera. A lot of shit happens off camera because certain, play, you know, people are playing checkers and others are playing chess. And so, you know, I think that there are a lot of smart ass women on that show that know what they have to do to get the audience to love them and what and the people that they have to play. It's almost like Big Brother, right? (laughs) Which I'm not sure if anyone's ever made that analogy, but it's kind of like Big Brother where you're like, okay, I low key don't like you, but I know that the world loves you, so I have to befriend you. And if I have to befriend you, it's a game. It's a it's a it's such a game, and you don't know how you're going to come off, and you don't know how producers are going to edit the show. Um, but I will say, you know, how everyone's like, oh, you know, maybe the producer are going to give you a bad edit. They can only give you an edit of what you've done, okay? Because that's I think that's also kind of bullshit. So, um. Yeah, I mean, can they can they add in a few things to make you look bad? Yeah, but if you're if you're already setting yourself to look bad, it, you're bound. You're just you're you're doing it to yourself, and they're just they're just playing on that. You know what I mean? So I think that they give producers too much credit. Um, and and I think that when you're in the doghouse and when you've had a bad season, it's easy to point the fingers. But you know, you gotta you gotta reap what you sow sometimes. So, um, but it's easy for us to say that when we're not the ones on camera. You know. 
So there's also that. Um, but that's why we're not on camera because not all of us want <laughs> to have that kind of pressure. No, thank you. I will keep my my beautiful little family just nice and intact and peaceful. <laughs> um, not like anyone's even asking me to go on Housewives, which I would not do that ever. Um, nor am I entertaining enough. So there's that. All right, guys, on a lot of housewife talk today. Wow. Okay. Cease and desist coming my way. All right. Love you guys all. Thank you so much. Wish me luck in Idaho and I will see you all next week. Remember guys, stay humble and stay hungry. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.